morning and welcome to Bite Size. My name is Yoni Pollock and I'll be your host every Wednesday morning from 9 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern right here on the Nachum Siegel Network. We're back. Only Shavuos could stop us here on Bite Size. It really feels like such a long time since the last time I've been behind this mic. I mean, definitely behind this mic because the last time I did Bite Size... I was, uh, the last time Bite Size aired, I was in Israel, really handling the engineering technical aspect of that trip we went on two weeks ago, which was a great time. Happy I went. Celebrating 50 years, Yom Yerushalayim, that was, that was a blast to be there for, something I'll remember forever. Um, but right, so that show had to be, you know, somewhat pre-recorded due to time constraints, both in studio and in Israel, and then uh, today, actually, I have to record this. This is, uh, this is Tuesday morning right now while I'm recording this just because, also, we have just uh, some scheduling conflicts that I had to deal with, so um, talking to you a day earlier, but this will air, I mean, at its normal time, and uh, we'll just have to act like it's it's Wednesday morning. So it, it's been two weeks, and, and I've missed y'all, and there's so much... There's so much that I feel like I need to talk to you about. I want I want to talk, Shavuos, by the way. If if I mean I, I know everyone's been asking me how was my Shavuos, so it's it's been a really I don't want to say long two weeks, but it's been it felt it you know every two weeks is the exact same amount. It's 14 days, however amount of hours it is. But the the uh, you know I went from Israel. So so here's here's what happened. I had a wedding Sunday night. A good friend of mine from Houston. At a wedding Sunday night in in Muncie. It was a 6 p.m. wedding Sunday. Had to leave the wedding a little early. I think I left at about 10.30 with my family. My family flew in for it. Um, dropped me off straight in my apartment. Took a quick shower. Ran to the airport for my 2.30 a.m. flight. Plenty of time. I probably could have showed up to the airport at 2 a.m. and been fine. Like I literally stood in line for like an hour and a half. And pre-check doesn't get you anywhere when you're flying El Al internationally. But... Uh, um, I, uh, so, so that was right. That was Sunday. Got to Israel had a great time in Israel, flew back you know, on Thursday night flight. It was actually really funny. I'm, I'm online flying, uh, back Thursday night. I took the United flight from Israel and I'm online and I, and I have a connecting flight to Houston and, and the guy behind me, literally the guy right behind me in line as we're boarding the plane is like talking to this other guy. Oh, I'm flying to Houston right after this. So not often do I hear many people, especially on a you know in Israel, talking about Houston. So I turn around and say, "Oh, you're you're flying to Houston. I'm flying to Houston." Turns out we're on different flights, but uh, he was on one earlier. I decided to stay in Newark a little longer because who wouldn't want to do that? And um, so that was really interesting. Got to Houston Friday night. Had Sheva uh, Brachos for that same friend and. It was the next wedding. There was another wedding there Sunday, so there was the Ofrof and the, and the Shabbos Kala. Um, <clears throat> and that wedding Sunday night, uh, a good another classmate of mine, Rebecca Yosher, to Yoshua Ganuth. Uh, what a, that, I mean, that wedding was, was so much fun in Houston at a uh, brand-new hotel down there. I don't know if, if you've seen the uh, the pictures of the hotel because it, it somewhat went viral. The, the Lazy River on the, I think it's sixth floor, is 
is shaped in the size of is is shaped in the in the in the shape of Texas. So it's a lazy river in the shape of Texas. And then past that was where the chuppah was. So we went out onto the roof, the sixth floor roof, and you kind of go over the over the pool into the uh, the chuppah area, which was beautiful. It happened to be I know Houston in June, not or it was late May. I don't even remember. Not the best idea potentially for an outdoor chuppah, but it really it was a nice breeze. It was cooler outside. It really worked out so well. Chuppah was beautiful. Wedding was so much fun. Um, and then I spent Shavuos in Houston. It was actually the first time, I think since I was in high school when I was sick one year, that I didn't spend the night learning. I was just, I was between, I don't even know if it was jet lag. I was just so overly exhausted. I, I couldn't get myself to do it. Um, Shavuos was great. This was also the first time I, uh, my brother flew in with his wife and the two-month-old. So spent significant time with that little cute, cute nephew of mine. Great baby, by the way. Great baby. Does not cry. Can, I can honestly say I did not wake up once in the middle of the night from him crying because he simply didn't cry. Uh, did a good job on the plane. Flew back here Friday. Had the had an Ufruf and Tinek. Had the Celebrate Israel Parade Sunday. Monday night, another good friend of mine, Yoni Levine, who actually I've done uh, back in my Yeshiva University radio days on WYUR. I had a radio show with him, Yoni and Yoni in the night. He's actually joined me on air here. I was talking to him about his marathon when he ran the New York City Marathon, what probably six months ago or so. Um, and so we had we had the radio show on YUR. We've you know close friends from from Yeshiva in Israel, Torah Traga, and then uh, throughout YU, obviously. And then so that wedding last uh, Monday night was just phenomenal, great time. And so like now it's just like those final those two weeks are over. Which I mean, if I had the chance, I'd, I'd replay it over and over because awesome, but. Those, and now it's like chill, a little relaxed. I mean, back at work, in studio, familiar setting over here. So that was my Shavuos. I hope everyone had just as enjoyable last two weeks as I did. Because uh, life's great, and I <laughs> I just really hope everyone had a great time. The last time I think I spoke to y'all, I'm not sure if the Houston Astros have lost a game since then. It's Okay, the truth is they probably have. They've now won as of this recording. They've won 11 in a row, I believe. I mean, they're just destroying Major League Baseball. And it's and 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 I'm a diehard Astros fan. I've been with them. And I don't know if I've said this in, in 2011, 12, 13, 14, when they were terrible, losing 100 games. And, I mean, if you, if you followed me on Twitter then, which I can't imagine many of y'all did, I've always, I've bought into this, I bought into this plan since they hired Jeff Luno. And, and uh, I believe that, that, Selling your best players and just just rebuilding completely in baseball it works. You get the draft picks if you have a good enough GM who recognizes talent and and, and you know Jeff Lona's done an incredible job. He has his misses, he definitely does. Um, but he's done an incredible job rebuilding the team, and I've suffered through those years, and I am enjoying the heck out of this season. Enjoying it so so much. It's it's almost surreal to me too. Like they're by far the best team in baseball right now. There's no one even close, and 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 I have friends that are coming up to me like, "Wow, this team!" How, like I, the smile on my face. I wish you could see this. I mean, wow. I, I mean, I've, I and and during and I love baseball. So there's those hundred lost seasons. I was watching almost every game, and I'm and I'm watching almost every game now. Like, uh, it's 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 so much fun to me, and and 
I'm the type of sports fan, and I've never and I'm you know I'm Houston Rockets, Houston Texans, Houston Astros diehard. Houston Astros are my favorite team though. You know the Texans came in '01, '02, whenever it was, and the Rockets. I don't know. I just like baseball a lot more than basketball, and I like basketball, but I like baseball a lot more. I mean, I've never witnessed a championship in my Houston fandom. The, the Rockets won in 93, the 93-94 season, 94-95 season. I was 1-2. and two. I've never witnessed. And just thinking about, I'm, 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 and I don't, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I'm already planning, like, okay, like sometime in October, I will be flying home. Now, my bosses don't know that yet, but I will be flying home. If they make it to the world, I will be there. I, I don't know how much money I'm I'm spending money. I'm going. I will be there for a parade. I have never witnessed a championship, and if this is the year, I don't know if I have enough tears because I promise you, thinking about it sometimes, I tear up. So we'll cross that bridge when it gets there, but baseball, I mean, this is such a fun team. If if, if you want to if you want to hop on a bandwagon, there's there's room. Not a lot because a bunch of people have jumped on already, but there's there's room. We'll allow it. No application necessary. No resume necessary. Just jump on and enjoy this team. They're fun. They're young. They're exciting. I I don't think they're hateable. Um, there's not that like one guy that you know like Carlos Gomez is gone. There's not that one guy that people just don't like because of his antics. Whatever. Springer is a very fiery guy. Probably my favorite on the team, even though he's not the best. He's probably my favorite. He plays with such a passion and competitiveness that many envy, and it's so exciting. But listen, I don't want to bore you with that. Let's t- let me tell you what's on the show this week. This week, one interview with Tova Kanech. She interviews the great Hillel Fold. That's that's. Uh, I, I, I'm going to assume many of you know who Hillel Fold is, but he's a big time, big time blogger, vlogger. I mean, and, and um, we'll, Tova will introduce him more. I'll introduce him more later on. Over thirty-two thousand. Twitter followers, many thousand followers on Facebook, so you don't want to miss that. We're going to say let's let's go with that at about ten o'clock or so. But for the rest of the show, a ton of good music. I like. I feel like. I mean, I wasn't here last week. I got to make up for it. A lot of my favorites I'm going to play this week. We only have a few more weeks left until the season officially ends, and we have a special four of the door this week. I, I'm I'm not going to tease it at all, other than it's special. So that'll probably happen in the last 10, 15 minutes or so of the show. We'll see how it goes. But ton of great music. And there's only one way to start it off on this on this week. And that is with Mahapecha Shel Simcha. Who's smiling? Who's ready to dance? I am. I'm going to play this song and just get to dancing in the studio. Mahapecha Shel Simcha on a bite size on a Wednesday right here on the Nachlam Siegel Network. שמעתי שעושים פה מסיבה בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני hey, נשים את הצרות מאחוריי אני לא הולך עד שכולכם מג'נונים hey, שמעתי שהתחלתם בלעדיי אף אחד לא עושה את זה יותר טוב ממני hey, הראש כבר מסתובב כולם בהיי לא נעצור עד שכולכם מג'נונים תרימו לי להיט, תרימו לב עולה, הקצב כאן עולה. מהפכה של שמחה, כי כולם... 
ישראל זה עמך, ומלמעלה הוא עוזר, שומר, שומר Ay, 
history I've been through Ask me where I'm from and I will tell you I'm a Jew and every Jew's a proud Jew Not just me, my sisters and my brothers Never be ashamed to be a proud Jew It's not what you've done, it's how he made you So sing this song and spread the pride around you Yehudiani, eternally Hey Abraham, Yitzchak V'Yakov Hey As we are at the top of the hour here on Bite Size and the Nachum Single Network. And that means one thing and one thing only. It's now time for Tova Connect's interview with Hillel Fald. I'm going to let her do the rest of the talking right here on Bite Size on the Nachum Single Network. Thank you, Yoni. I'm sitting in the new beautiful building of Home Talk in Jerusalem with none other than Hillel Fald. Welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. So, Hillel, you are all over the place. You're blogging, tech, analyzing. Uh, blogging. Blogging, blogging, <laughs> video. New addition to the portfolio. Yes, your new uh, B&H camera. Nice shout out to the sponsor. I love it. <laughs> I'm, I'm all over it, you know. Um, and we're sitting in Home Talk because uh, you're a strategic advisor here, yes? Correct. Okay, so everybody knows who you are. I mean, if they don't, so I don't... Just, you could just end right here? That's it? Just... Maybe, but I think we should get a little bit more details. Um, so let's get into stuff that maybe people don't know, that you uh, don't necessarily talk about all the time. Um, you didn't always live in Israel. Correct. So uh, what's your Aliyah story? So I grew up in Queens. Um, 
moved here when I was 15 years old, which is quite a, a challenging age to move from one place to another, let alone New York to Jerusalem. Yeah. Um, but I came with my family, and I, I wouldn't say I was anti, but I was pretty anti. Okay. You know, uh, ninth grade in MTA, 10th grade in Hori, it's quite a transition. Um, and it was a few years till I, was, uh, till I realized that this was the best thing that ever happened to me. Uh, but, you know, I went to the, did the Army, finished high school, did the Army, went to Hezder, Karambiavna, did, did uh, Bar-Ilan University, and I'll skip to the end now, 23 years later, um, I'm getting offers in Silicon Valley once a week, probably, yeah. and, uh, you know, on the spot, reject right away, um, not, not leaving this place, both, by the way, uh, personally and professionally. Uh, personally, you know, I think I'm living the dream here. I leave my house every morning and I take my funny picture, but the reality is that I leave in my house and I see what I see and, and I have to take the picture. Yeah. Um, but professionally also, I mean, what's going on in terms of tech and innovation in Israel is uh, just someone literally 45 seconds ago sent me an article, I think it was uh, either NBC or one of these, one of these uh, top publications talking about how uh, Silicon Valley has to start being worried about, about what's going on in Israel. So wow. it's wild what's going on here. Wow. Quantity and quality, by the way. Insane amount of, uh, of startups and entrepreneurs, but also the quality in terms of what we're innovating, you know, what verticals of technologies are being developed here. It's pretty much across the board, and you know, everyone says, like, make the world a better place, but Israel's pretty much doing it. Yeah, well, you definitely have a big part in that. You're highlighting uh, all these... I'm having a good time. I'm telling the story. I'm not building the technology, but anyway, yeah. No, but you're highlighting the people, and you're definitely uh, giving them a platform to share what they're doing. Um, but you do have a lot of passions in your life. Um, but one that you ensured to highlight is Israel. So why? Why is Israel so important to you? Um, so I, I could say that I have, I have high tolerance for a lot of things in the world. One of the things that I have very low tolerance for is hypocrisy. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's a lot of hypocrisy surrounding Israel. Um, and I, I don't even want to go there in terms of politics, right, but no, no. you know, the reality is that there's a completely disproportional amount of coverage when it comes to negative aspects uh, of the conflict, of the region, etc. And again, a disproportional amount of coverage when it comes to the good things of it, Israel. And so I feel somewhat of a responsibility to highlight the positive things that happens in, that happen in Israel. And um, I guess it's kind of become a thing by now. People expect it, you know, so yeah. I don't... You're a good voice for it. My, my audience is definitely more tech-oriented, so when I do go there, I get a lot of uh, pushback from people, especially being the tech community is overly liberal. Right. Uh, which translates into a lot of times anti-Israel. So I definitely have some, you know, big investors, big journalists who have actually either removed me on Twitter or blocked me, actually downright blocked me. So what's your answer to those haters of Israel? Do you ignore them? Do you engage them? So it depends. It depends if it's a person who really wants to be engaged with, or it's a person that's a troll and it's just, just trying know, to yeah, just just being nasty. On. Yeah. If someone has an open mind, there's there's a guy on Israel on, on Twitter. Uh, I think his his handle is Dr. Pizza. Okay. He's a big tech journalist. Ars Technica. And he writes about tech, and he's. Highly, highly, highly liberal, highly anti-Israel. Mm -hmm. And we, we debate all the time. Another guy is Benedict Evans from Andreessen Horowitz, probably the top mobile analyst, analyst in the world. Super smart guy, a friend. I wouldn't say he's anti-Israel, but, he, but he's not you know, exactly pro-Israel. But look at guys like Paul Graham, the top, one of the top VCs in the world, top investors in the world, and Chris Saka, definitely one of the top. These guys both blocked me on Twitter, and many other Jews as well. So some people are just not interested in hearing. When they're interested in hearing, I'll engage. Okay. Um, so just on that note, what is one message that maybe you've received that was so positive that just pushes you forward to keep doing what you're doing? That I've heard? That you've received, yeah. Heard um, I mean, in terms of encouragement? Yeah. Yeah, a lot of people, you know, write me on Snap, on Snapchat or other platforms that before they followed me, before they watched my snaps, they thought of Israel as a war zone. Right. Uh, but now all they want to do is come visit. I get that message probably, you know, in different words, once, at least once or twice a week. 
Um, and I think, you know, try to kind of, um, I would say, magnify or amplify the beautiful aspects of Israel, Judaism, etc. You know, I do this Snapchat Torah thing that I totally just started yeah. randomly where I talk about the weekly Torah portion and, it's, and the lessons for entrepreneurs and it's kind of escalated. Someone started transcribing it now and putting together a book of these things. That's like totally randomly reached out and said, listen, I've been transcribing this you know, the whole time. You have 70% of the Torah covered, so let's just continue and let's do make a book. Wow. So that's pretty cool. That's amazing. Um, so yeah. what do you attribute to Israel being so advanced in tech and science and medicine? It's such a young, small country, so... Well, yeah. I mean, obviously, young and small is, is definitely an understatement. The size of New Jersey in the most unstable region in the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's, there's obviously the book, The Startup Nation, that explains all the different uh, aspects of what made Israel a startup nation, but I think that it's at the end of the day the drive, uh, part of our culture, I guess, part of our DNA has mm-hmm. always been kind of in survivor mode. And now that we're we're home and we don't have to worry about the pogroms and the Holocaust and the Spanish Inquisition, we're taking that energy that we, you know, had throughout our history and we're, I guess, um, using that to make the world a better place and to innovate, basically. So there's that. There's obviously the Israeli government's very highly encouraging to promote innovation. Um, there's the army aspect of things. When you're 18 years old in the U.S., you know, you're pretty much partying. Yeah. When you're 18 you're in Israel, you're learning you're uh, accountability and responsibility and, mm-hmm. and a lot of technology in the, in the IDF as well. So okay. those things are, are some of the aspects that, that contribute to Israel being what it is in terms of tech and innovation. Wow. So where do you see Israel going uh, in five to ten years from now? Do you have any vision? Yeah, I mean, right now we're across the board, whether, you know, whatever vertical of technology you're thinking about, whether it's uh, agriculture, whether it's enterprise or cybersecurity or, or anything, basically, we're either number one or number two in the world. So, if, you know, many, like cybersecurity, we're number one, obviously, and other things, we're number two after Silicon Valley. I think within five to ten years, if we continue at this pace, we're going to be bypassing anybody. Uh, nobody can keep up with us. So, you know, we, but listen, it's not, it's not a, uh, it's a big if, you know, it's, it's very difficult to, to maintain this pace, but, and everybody keeps saying it's unsustainable, but um, right now we look at whether it's the large tech companies that are in Israel, the R&D centers that are here, or it's the startups, or it's the VCs that are pouring money into Israel, and the, the capital coming from all directions, whether it's America or Asia, other things, if we, can, if we keep this up, yeah. then uh, good luck Silicon Valley. So with that in mind, you know, a lot of people aren't moving here yet, what advice do you have to... Maybe people that are thinking about Aliyah or have just made Aliyah. Keep blogging, Tova in Israel. Keep blogging and encouraging people. That's <laughs> okay. number one. But more importantly, or equally important, uh, you know, I think it used to be a reality that when you made Aliyah, you'd have to lower your quality of life. Right. Make less money and live, you know, less fancy than you are in the five towns or wherever you are. I don't, I don't believe that to be the case anymore at all. I think if you're good at what you do, whatever profession you're in, if you're good at what you do and you're willing to work hard, you can make as much money, if not more, in Israel in terms of, at least I can speak for the tech space and I think other professions as well, but in, in tech there's endless opportunity here in Israel. And so, uh, you know, if you're good at what you do, come to Israel and, and don't be so worried about the... Uh, We're sitting at home talking. I just heard that there are six new people starting here today. Correct. This, this is an amazing company. We're sitting in Jerusalem, by the way, in a relatively ultra-Orthodox neighborhood, not in like Herzliya or Tel Aviv. And this company is the world's largest do-it-yourself DIY platform community uh, with, with goals that are in the billions. So, right. you know, if they could do it here in Kiryat Moshe, then, in, you know, anybody can <laughs> do anything. Right? Right. right. So, I mean, the reality is that, you know, you can come to Israel and live like a king here. Uh, you know, obviously, we talked, that, that used to be the case, always was the case in terms of spirituality, but in terms of Gashmius, right, in terms of actual, you know, material possessions and money and, and just living a good life, you could absolutely live just as well in Israel as you could in the U.S. and, and in other countries. And it, it pretty much, that gap has been, has been closed. You know, there are still some gaps. Uh, you know, cars are very expensive in Israel, but listen, medical is free and education is free. Just 
take just tuition, you know, yeah. just tuition. Where as religious Jews, we're paying like what hundreds of thousands of dollars for our kids to go to yeshiva in America. Here, it's free, basically. Yeah. So just that alone, I mean, that should give you enough of a financial incentive to move to Israel if, if there aren't enough incentives outside of that. Right. But the reality is, you know, if you're even considering Aliyah, take a look at how your your skills can can translate and can be transferred into Israeli kind of the Israeli economy, and I think you could do quite well here. For you, what's the greatest, most special aspect of living in Israel? I'm telling you, I'm living the dream. I think I think about it often. I'm working with a lot of different companies in tech. I have equity in companies, and some of these companies will hopefully make an exit. And you know, please God, make some, some nice money. And I think about it often. If I tomorrow, if I sell one of my companies, uh, I probably would not change anything, at least fundamentally in my life. I, you know, I wouldn't move. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't change anything. I maybe buy a few cars, but that's about it. Yes, like cars. You have your wish list of cars, yeah. and how could you leave that view? Yeah. So I'm talking. Yeah, listen, I'm living, living the dream here. I don't. I don't. I'm not missing anything. I'm, I, how many people can say that? So. That's fantastic for, no, for yeah. someone that moved here in teenage years. To, for amazing. Um, okay, if they're not already following you, it's impossible that they're not. But how can people find you and follow you? Um, What's just the best way? Hillsfold across the web. H i l z f u l d. Twitter, Snapchat, yeah, Facebook's my name, obviously, but YouTube. What's your favorite platform to use? Ooh, or what do you question. think gets the global message? Like, yeah, probably think? Twitter. I mean, Facebook's a little bit of an echo chamber because the people that follow me or people that are my friends are, are relatively in my circles. Although I have, you know, people that can yeah. follow me on Facebook. But Twitter is very, I don't, you know, talk about family on Twitter. I talk about tech and pretty much tech Israel and some Instagram pictures. That's about it. But uh, uh-huh. YouTube, I'm starting to, to embrace a little more now with my your blog. blog. Your blogs are going where? On YouTube? Only. YouTube and Facebook. Okay. Uh, but I'd say, you know, for a global... Uh, message definitely Twitter for more of a personal feel Facebook probably at this point YouTube's probably going to take over soon though uh-huh well okay and if you could think of one place in Israel that you could call your happy place my happy place what would be your Israel happy place right here right now sitting looking I'm serious this I'm not, view this, is... we're looking at the entire Jerusalem I, you, I mean it's kind of wild you see the entire Jerusalem in front of you we, we drone off of the porch here and it's phenomenal to see what, what you can see from here so I, yeah I mean Jerusalem I, you know there's nothing like the air in Jerusalem I love Beit Shemesh, that's where I live. I love working in Tel Aviv, I love Herzliya. These places are all beautiful, but uh, Jerusalem is something, something special that you have, to, you, have to, you have to be here to experience. There's no, there's no way you could even describe it. Just the air, the energy, right? Definitely. I love, love, living, love, it. love living here. Well, uh, thank you so much for sitting down with me, taking Absolutely. some time, and uh, have fun with everything that you're doing, continuing to do. Keep blogging. Well, I should give a shout out to you know sitting here and here, but hello is the reason that I started blogging. You're the reason that you started blogging. I just gave you a little push. You gave me a little push to right. start blogging, so thank you. Keep and, at it. Uh, thank cool. you. Thank you, Yoni. Back to you. Thank you, Tova, and thank you, Hillel. Again, that's Hillel Fold. Hillelfold.com. You could check him out there. He's 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 one of a kind. He's he's really up and coming. Thirty-two thousand followers on Twitter, or I think over six thousand people following him on Facebook. He's a blogger, a vlogger. All sorts of things. I could read you his uh, Twitter bio, but the, the thing that interests me the most is that he's a carnivore. So with you there, Hillel, but check him out. Uh, if you want to you, you know, you want to feel involved in the scene, maybe you don't even know so much about tech, startups, give him a follow. And trust me, you'll be in the know. And again, that Tova, TovaInIsrael.com, TovaInIsrael on Facebook. I told you, I mean, I told you earlier in, what was it, April? You're, you're, you do not not want to follow Tova because over that time span between April, between Pesach, Yom Atzma'ut, Yom Yerushalayim, she was going to keep you in the know just like Hill. She was going to keep you in the know, and boy, did she. Some great videos, some great pictures, and I actually did – we did run into each other when we were at the in-ball for a show. I don't know if – what was that, on, on Thursday maybe? In uh, – I think it was Thursday. 
Thursday at the Inball when we were in Israel. Took a nice picture, so I think it's up there on Facebook somewhere. Um, but again, TovenIsrael.com, Toven Israel on Facebook. Continue following her there for everything that you need to know and want to know about Israel. We have plenty more coming up here on Bite Size, ton of music, and a special for the door I told you about well, 10, 15 minutes before the show ends, 10.45, 11-ish, 10.45, 10.50-ish, excuse me. You will not want to miss that. On to more music, Schar Mitzvah, which, which I did find out over the course of the last few weddings. A ton of people know that song and actually know the lyrics pretty well. Schar Mitzvah, I go to Mordechai Shapiro, Bite Size, right here on the Nachum Single Network. Stop it, let 
לכל זמן ועת, לכל זמן, לכל זמן ועת, את לאהוב, את לשנוא, את מלחמה, ויהיה, ויהיה שלום. לכל זמן, לכל זמן ועת, לכל זמן, לכל זמן ועת, את לאהוב, את לשנוא,
אביב אל העולם. יש צרות, דאגות, החיוך נעלם. מחר תראה רק שחור, כי גם זה יעבור. והכל יסתדר, כי השם יעזור. יש תקווה, נשאיר כולנו יחד. יש אמונה חזקה מכל הפחד. לא ניפול, לא נירד, כי אנחנו לא לבד. יש לנו השם אחד. יש תקווה, נשאיר כולנו יחד. יש אמונה חזקה מכל הפחד. לא ניפול, לא נירד, כי אנחנו לא לבד. יש לנו השם אחד.
אחד לא עושה זה יותר טוב ממני, היי, נשים את הצרות מאחוריי, הלא הולך עד שכולכם אשנונים, היי, שמעתי שהתחלתם בלעדיי, אף אחד לא עושה זה יותר טוב ממני, היי, הראש כבר מסתובב כולם בהיי, לא נעצור עד שכולכם אשנונים. שעות 
בדרך של תור בדואר, קשה לגמור פה תואר, והמצב בנוער, קשה לשיר כמו יואלי, להתעורר בבוקר, להיכנס לכושר, שחיתות בכל שבועיים, פיגוע כל יומיים, טוב, דיברנו מספיק, כפינו תודה, עכשיו נחזור אחורה אל הבסיס, זמן לומר תודה. תודה על הרוח, שאין לי זמן לנוח, על התיקון, על המהות, תודה על היהדות. אין לנו זכות בכלל להתלונן, הכל פוחמסה וברוך השם כי החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו תותים, החיים שלנו set there, which includes like Mahapecha, Shal Simcha, Vio Hafta was in there, Ivri Anochi. I'm a big fan of the CD, and uh, I don't play it enough, so uh, that was 
that was the reason I kind of chose it, and I was just just feeling it, so I went with it. And I told you, I told you that these last what is it, ten minutes or so, going to be a special for the door. And it's not because I, we're we're not playing for the door, unfortunately, this week. I wanted to speak about uh, someone who has participated in Ford of the Door quite often, and that is Jamie Turkel, our former assistant programming director and social media coordinator here. And and it's it's all for good. Thank God, you know, she went on different job. It's all going to work out. And uh, hmm, what words to put into my mouth here? I know I speak on. Think I think I speak on behalf of the Nachum Seal Network that uh, a we already miss her and b that we will continue to miss her. Um, I wanted to sort of dedicate, I guess, these last moments of the show to her. Now you see, net many of uh, many many of the listeners, besides for me now having this uh, this two hour show that I do get to speak to you two hours a week. Many people associate maybe may associate the Nachum Seal Network with Nachum, obviously, and Miriam. But Jamie and I were always the other two in the studio, um, you know, here on a daily basis. So I'd walk in and, and Jamie and I would walk in 9 a.m. or so. Let's just say 9 a.m. That's when we were supposed to show up. We, we did often for the most part. So it was a lot of you, 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 you get to know the people you work with in an environment like this pretty easily. And, and it could have easily gone, you know, Jamie worked here before I did. So it could have easily gone. I show up and. It just would have been like, you know, no chemistry, no, you know, it was just kind of, we just did our own thing. But it wasn't like that. I mean, I, I, I'd i like to think I have a friendly personality. I like to meet people. I like to have a good time, even even if I don't like you. Like, listen, if, if we're going to work together, we have to have a good time. And, and thank God Jamie uh, seemed to have the same mindset and was with me. Uh, so for the last, I guess for, I've been here a year and a half. Uh, you know, Jamie's been the always the other person in the studio I can count on. <laughs> it's not to say I can't count on the others, but we were together definitely the most out of them. We traveled together usually. You know, we were on the same flights. So we spent a lot of time together. So to see someone uh, leave and it's just not now, it's just me. I'm sitting here right now. I'm sitting here alone. Usually Jamie is here with me. I'm sitting here alone and it, it, it will be tough. It will be an adjustment. You know, we always had what to talk about, whether it was our TV shows. You know, like, how are we going to talk about The Bachelorette now? I don't know. Who am I going to talk to? It's not going to be Miriam Menachem. If she answers my texts, we'll see if I'm allowed to talk to her about it. Who am I going to talk? You know, there's there's so much. We, we go out to lunch together. Take the subways home together often. Sometimes even the subway together if we met each other or the bus together. It's going to be a lot of down and alone time for me. Nothing I'm particularly looking forward to, because while I'm capable of being alone, I do enjoy having someone there. So uh, yeah, I mean it's it's going to be tough. I you know I'm I'm thinking about whether or not will I text her to hey by the way I spoke about you, or if she's going to be listening. Curious to see what happens in the last ten minutes of the show. I think I'm going to have to text her. I think I will. But uh, listen, Jamie, it's it's been a lot of fun the last year and a half and yeah you know, i feel like i'm just rambling and saying a lot of the things but but you know whether whether it be the traveling together or just the we we worked on a lot of the same projects together it was you know we worked a mere she we used to actually work literally five feet from each other and then she decided this room was too cold 
So she moved into the other room, which means only 10 feet away from each other. She moved closer to the fridge. Good move. Closer to the microwave. Good move. Except if I ever put fish in the microwave, she was not a happy camper. But listen, got to work together sometimes. And sometimes I just wanted fish. And really was probably rude on my part. But And maybe, hey, listen, maybe that's what drove her away at the end. I don't know. I didn't, you know, I didn't really ask her. If the fish was the reason. Okay, I got to text her that now too. But we work together five days a week. Really, I mean, this job seven days a week. Uh, and it'll be weird without her. We'll see how much longer I bug her. Uh, and because of her, I've met other new friends. Good friends. But I, I, I'd like to think Jamie and I are not fr- we're friends. Like, we'll keep in touch. Um... You know, often I'd walk back into the studio, and if she knew I was on a date, she'd be, you know, we'd talk about the date and everything, and dating. So, I know over the last year and a half, we've had what to talk about. So, yeah, she will be missed. Forget about for four to the door. She'll definitely be missed for four to the door, though. I, I know there is a replacement waiting to jump in who may or may not have participated in four to the door in the past. And I wonder if, if she even knows I'm doing this. I, th- I think I remember on Monday she was like, "What? What are you doing for Board of the Door this week?" I said, "Ah, we'll figure it out." And this is what we went with. So it's a special tribute to Jamie Turkell. Um, no, you know, I could in my top four moments with Jamie. Oh, that would not have been a bad idea. But I mean, I, I think I'm telling it to you here. Like, listen, the last year and a half, it's literally been. I I've spoken to Jamie more than I've spoken to my roommates, more than I've spoken to my parents. I've been with Jamie more for the last year and a half than anyone else. So it'll be a change for me. It'll be a change for the network. She's done a lot of work for us, with us, with me particularly. So it's going to be tough. It's going to be tough without her, but I'm looking forward to the challenge. Not looking forward to not having anyone here to talk with, really, but looking forward to the challenge and looking forward to the to the space that is now free in that room. And I could go in there, take a nap. I could go in there and just chill. But yeah, Jamie, it was uh, really a wonderful year and a half. And I wish you and your family continued success where you will now continue. And uh, really for the remainder of your career in the workforce and then the rest of your life, wish you continued success, you and your family. And I'm sure we will uh, we will keep in touch, and I'm sure I'll be seeing you. I know uh, your listen. Your husband and I play in the same softball league, so we haven't played each other yet. I, I I hope to see you out there. We'll see who you're rooting for, but I hope to see you out there when we do face each other. As long as it's not an 8 a.m. game, because I know you, you will not be out there at that hour. But uh, as as you said, as you walked away from the parade, when I guess the official Last time we were working together, you said, and I will repeat, it's been real. So thank you, Jamie. On behalf of the entire Nachum Siegel Network, but specifically for myself, thank you for all the wonderful times over my last year and a half and for your, whatever it was, two-plus years here at the Nachum Siegel Network. And that will wrap up a Wednesday Bite Size here on the Nachum Siegel Network. A reminder, you can follow us all over Facebook. Which will now I will have a bigger role on Nahum Siegel Network, Twitter Nahum Siegel Net, Instagram Nahum Siegel Network. 
A reminder to download the NSN app on Android or Apple. You can go to the Apple Store. You can go to Google Play Store. The Nachum Seal Network app can get you all everything that you want while on the run. Wednesday live lunch with Avrami coming up literally right after I shut this mic. But for now, I'd like to wish you all a good day and remind you that the bite size is the right size.